Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie B, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, New York? I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, and I am right here at live on WABC Radio here in New York City. Man, there's a lot of caca that's been getting thrown around this studio, so I'm going to get to that a little bit later. But right now, I'm going to give you the phone number, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. So check it out. The Democrats are delegitimizing our entire republic with their rhetoric. I'm not kidding. They intend to use propaganda and spin from their double agents in the media to try and change your mind about what's happening. Here in New York, we got a hero dad in the Bronx. And I just want to get to this quick because to me, this is one of the most important stories of the week. Bronx dad shields kids in dealership shootout. This is New York Post. And then he loses his jobs. Check this out. A wild video shows little kids ducking and been shooting inside a car dealership. The hero Bronx dad was wounded as he shielded three small children from the gunfire inside the dealership. And a week later, the guy loses his jobs, two jobs that he had because of an injury he sustained during the shooting. Anthony Jefferson, 39 years old, was on Boston Road in Eastchester, 7.30 p.m. on Monday night to buy a surprise gift, a car for the children of his mother, (laughs) the mother of his children, excuse me. Instead of leaving, he gets into this shootout. Now, The guy's lost his jobs because of an injury. And it makes you think, he's losing his jobs because of violence here in New York. Why should somebody have to lose their job or jobs in his situation? He had two jobs over violence. Because of the vast ineptitude that we have with the Democrats that run the state and the city. Now, Governor Cuomo tries to have his cake and eat it too, but it's not going to happen. Now, I want you to listen to this audio from Governor Cuomo because he tries to put it out there to say that, you know, he's doing the right thing. He tries to put it on de Blasio. He can get the right guy in the job. But but listen to what Governor Cuomo had to say. Check this out. We have a problem in New York City when it comes to crime. That is a fact. That is a fact. Now, I was going to say, you could say that again, but the real deal here, of course it's a fact. Of course it's a fact. I mean, we sit here and we look at Cuomo and, he, you know, Andy Cuomo from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast. And we have a problem with crime in New York City. That's a fact. Of course it is. What are you going to do about it? What is Bill El Bobo de Blasio going to do about it? Nothing. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. 800-848-9222. 800-848-WABC. 
A couple of things that I want to get to today. We're going to talk a little bit about is democracy under attack because of the Democrats or is democracy under attack because of El Trompito, Donaldus Magnus, the 45th president of the United States, El Presidente? You tell me. Plus, Joe Biden had some choice words for the troops in 2016. You may have heard this in the last couple of days, but I'm going to play the extended version for you because we uh, found it on uh, Friday night. And man, I was really taken aback that anybody in that position would even joke that way. So we're going to get to that on the other side of this. But I want to talk a little bit about Chuck Todd, right? Earlier today, um, I, I watch a little bit of Meet the Press. And I'm watching Meet the Press. And Chuck Todd, he does this gotcha interview with a Republican senator. And they're going back and forth, you know, trying to set him up with each and every question, every step of the way. Hammering him each and every time. Saying, oh, you're a hypocrite because of the Supreme Court. You're, you're, you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. And then he gives this incredibly softball interview to Cory Booker. Now, I know Cory Booker because, you know, when I worked in the Christie administration, he um, was the mayor of Newark. And my territory as part of my duties with the state included all of northern New Jersey. So I dealt with uh, Mayor Booker, excuse me, when I worked with Governor Christie. And he was a really good guy to work with. I didn't have an issue with him. But occasionally, you know, we have these policy differences. But irrespective of that, the the interview that Chuck Todd gives really was one-sided. It was really lopsided, where now everybody's going after Trump for doing his job. And I don't want to beat a dead horse on that, but we're going to get a little bit into the Supreme Court stuff in a minute. But what I, I think the, the issue that I really want to drive home here is why is it that it's okay for the Democrats and their buddies in the media to distort the truth and never get called out about it? But if Trump says anything, they'll label him a gaffe machine or they'll label him dishonest or destroying the republic or all sorts of things, right? And that's what we heard with um, on MSNBC with Stephanie Rule. Do you guys have the rule cut? I want to. I want you to hear this cut from Stephanie Rule. The, the, the dramatic nature of how she calls out uh, the situation with respect to our republic. Check this out. But it could be more than a distraction this time. Back in 2016, he did the same thing. He included baseless uh, voter fraud claims, saying he wouldn't accept the outcome. But this time it is different. This time he has the power of the Oval Office behind him. Does that not put our democracy at risk, given the power he has and the position he's taking? Well, I just don't think the, the power of the Oval Office depends on those in authority to enforce what he says. And, you know, he already had six members of his uh, administration who were four-star generals and major positions in, in Homeland Security and the like who said that this guy's not fit to be president. I don't think he's going to get the FBI to follow him, get anybody else to enforce something that's not real. Now, what, what I do con- am concerned about is whether he generates some kind of response in a way that that unsettles the society or causes some 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 kind of violence when he talks about well you know by the time the polls closed I was winning on the vote that, you know and uh, but now these votes coming in late and so but I don't think it's going to go anywhere I think the American people are onto this guy all right so first of all Biden seems like he's on a plane but secondly. He rambles on and on and on. Everybody's trying to make it look like Donald Trump is setting the stage to to cry foul that everybody's cheating 
when there literally are instances of ballots being found of malfeasance that's suspected. Now, yes, I understand the FBI director saying it's not widespread, and thank God it's not widespread. But there are instances of that, and I think that's what the president's talking about. Now, Stephanie Rule presents the question and opens it up and says, well, you know, this is how this is going to go. Isn't this a threat to our democracy and whatnot? This, to me, is is the rhetoric that I say the Democrats are out to destroy our republic, and this is what I use to back it up. Because they pay, they play fast and loose with the facts. They play fast and loose with all of us, with each and every one of us and our vote. The fact that we're going to be pulling the lever for somebody and this has become some sort of joke to so many people. The media has pretty much made a foregone conclusion that Trump is not leaving office. He's going to have to be removed. They asked the most outlandish questions, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But I did want to mention something, a housekeeping item that I probably should have mentioned when I opened up the show, that my buddy Frank Morano, who you usually hear in this time slot, is moved on to the other side of midnight. So you will hear him tonight, and make sure you keep it locked there for Frank Morano. And following me, of course, is Lydia Serrano, and I'll get into that later. But what I want to do is present you with those questions. So... What's the story with the future of this election? Is Trump crying foul for no reason or is it legitimate? And what are your thoughts on Biden? Our phone number 800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. I'm Rich Valdez. This is Talk Radio 77 WABC. We'll be right back. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es América. Ahora. All right, welcome back to New York. I am Rich Valdez. That's Valdez with an S at the end. Our phone number is 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. And to listen to us on Alexa, simply say, Alexa, enable the 77 WABC skill. Now, I want to go to a couple of callers, but I want to remind you, we are 37 days away from Election Day. So with that in mind, let's swing it down to Norwalk, Connecticut. Bill, you're on with Rich Valdez, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Bill, going once. Oh, yes. Bill, what's up, brother? How are you? Uh, I'm from New Jersey. I got confused. Oh, different uh, <laughs> Bill. There's another Bill in Connecticut. You beat him. Go That's ahead. okay. Well, I can just, well, you just for just a comment, and uh, I'm a registered Democrat. I've been a Democrat all of my life. In fact, I ran for my local office here in, in, uh, in New Jersey and got elected and served as a Democrat. I cannot possibly vote for biden in any way shape or form from any point of view and it seems so obvious that he's kind of out of it it seems obvious that he's corrupt it seems obvious that there's things that are going on in the democratic party that are against the law my question is where are the lawsuits why is no one afraid to prosecute any of these people doing these insanely illegal things well two points there one i think when you have people that are involved in this type of criminality oftentimes they are the people that create the rules. So when you have somebody that makes the law, creates the rules, they're expert at never leaving fingerprints because they build in those ways that they can do what they do. As vice president and having your son funnel money out of China when you're doing deals in China or Ukraine, I mean, you tell me how you're going to get a guy like that. So I think that's part of the first part of the issue. Uh, the second part of it is I think you're not alone. I really do believe that many people, Democrats, say, you know what? I, I can't, in good faith for America, pull the trigger for Biden. And why not? It's quite simply 
because I think Biden, Harris, the whole thing is a sham. I believe they know Trump's positioned way too significantly uh, in order to, to win and or be. You could even take a, a deficit approach and say, you know what, we honestly can't beat him because we didn't have a good enough candidate. So whichever situation is true, like a Romney situation, right? Romney to me was never a winnable candidate they, they, and, and Obama was going to be really hard to beat. So irrespective of all of that, I think that's this is their plan to say, hey, you know what? We, we did our best. We put up the former vice president, but our best wasn't good enough. And they're going to focus on the Senate to do what they can, you know, the best that they can do to try and impeach Trump again or whatever else they want to do. It seems that they, what the Democrats accuse the Republicans of doing is also illegal, and there's no lawsuits on either side. So it makes an average person, an average voter, wonder how much of either side is true. Yeah, I think that you, you bring up a good point, which is I think a lot of people, they think to themselves, you know what, people in the middle especially, I don't know who to trust anymore. But the reality here is I think you have a sitting president who's done a job that most people see as effective based on – the last three and a half years, excluding coronavirus. I don't think everybody's going to vote based on coronavirus the way that so many people uh, think it may happen, or even, I shouldn't even say the way people are thinking, more so the way that Democrats are trying to position this. They're trying to run a four-year record of, of Donald Trump based on six months, and I just think that's not going to happen. But thank you for your call, Bill. Now let's go to the other Bill in Norwalk, Connecticut. Bill, you're on with Rich Valdez, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Okay, uh, Bill, um your Rich, bill. I'm Rich. for taking my call. <laughs> yeah, Rich, I, we've talked before, but sure. I, I, I haven't talked to you in a while. Let me let me just ask. I don't understand how these polls are getting so close. I mean, I've watched just about every poll that every uh, rally that uh, Trump has had. And there are tens of thousands of people going to each one of these rallies. The most I ever see at a, at, at a, uh, a Joe Biden rally is around round tables with five or six people around each table. He's lucky if he gets 30 people in the room and he talks and he just says the same thing over and over again. So where are these polls coming from, number one? And where are these people coming from? Uh, also, uh, if I can add one other thing, a poll uh, recently of uh, Zogby and, uh, and um, uh, Rasmussen uh, saying that 55 percent of the people in the United States think that uh, uh, Biden is mentally deficient, that he's, uh, that he's uh, suffering from dementia, or the oncoming of dementia. How, how is anybody going to vote for him with this kind of a record? Bill, I think you're making a really good point because I think it really comes down to who is it that they're asking? I think you're looking at this anecdotally and you're saying, you know what, we're looking at tens of thousands of people that get together for Trump. Then you look at Biden and his wife doing a roundtable that has six or seven people, one that just happened yesterday where they, they had lawn chairs and there was about less than 10 people. And it makes me think, who is it that they're asking? Clearly, they're not asking people that are really going to make their way to the polls because the people that are showing up at the Trump rally, they're going to make their way to the polls. So I agree. There's an incredible amount of enthusiasm. They they create these polls. For example, one of the polls that one of the Sunday shows was talking about today, they were saying that uh, two-thirds of Americans think that it's reasonable for the next president to appoint the next uh, the, the current vacancy in the Supreme Court. Now, while that may be something that two-thirds of Americans think, it's really not up to two-thirds of Americans. It's up to the Constitution and it's the president's call, whomever the president is, right? And this is an argument I've made in the past. Barack Obama had an opportunity to appoint Merrick Garland to the court. Nobody denied him his constitutional right of appointing someone to the court. 
He did it. He wasn't going to get the votes, so they didn't they didn't vote to confirm him. Now, if I had been McConnell, I would have done it because I had the power and he was still would have lost, but it, at least I would have said, "Hey, we played ball with you and you lost." They didn't. They they uh, played hardball. That's on them. That's their choice. I don't always agree with McConnell. But the bottom line is Obama got a chance to make his nomination. Trump should have a chance to make his nomination. And with that being said, you go for it. Right? So, good point. I think you're uh you're right on the nose there, Bill. Let's go to Ian in New Jersey. Ian, what's up? You're on with Rich Valdez, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Hi, Rich. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate you taking it. Thank you for calling. Uh, what's on your mind? Well, a quick, couple quick points I want to make. One, I am a veteran, Rich. I served over in Operation Enduring Freedom in well, Iraq. Thank you for your service. You know, thank you for thanking me. But, you know, a lot of our troops went overseas to help make it possible for the people in Iraq and Afghanistan to go to the polls. They were living in fear of being able to participate in elections. The Democrats were in lockstep right now with the socialist and communist takeover of the communist 40-year plan laid out in the book, The Naked Communist, by the way, uh, are using fear tactics to keep people away from going to the polls, telling people, you don't want to go to the polls because of coronavirus. They are indeed attempting to hijack our elections through fear. And again, like I said, there's a, a great book. It laid out what the communist 40-year plan was for the takeover of this country. Yeah, and that's a really good point. Uh, there's several aspects to this that I think are, are, are really solid. Uh, for the first part of it, yes, I mean, they're using so many Bolshevik tactics, it's just not funny. If, if you did a little bit of studying into history, you see it like night and day. Number two, yeah, they're scaring people with coronavirus, but I mean, they're also scaring them with saying, oh, Trump is rejecting the the um, free um, transfer of power and, and a free and fair election and just creating this this monstrously ugly scenario. And because they know that he's he's not going to just put it out there. And say, oh, sure. No. Yeah, because they want to use that against them. They want him to say, listen, whatever the result of the election is, I'm with you. Well, the, the, the reality is. He's, of course he's going to go with the result of the election as long as they're not stealing and cheating in the election. If they're going to steal and then they have him on tape saying, sure, yeah, no, you, whoever wins, wins, then they're just going to play the tape of him saying, you said whoever wins, wins. And So Trump is hedging his bets and he's smart to do so because he realizes mail-in voting has been problematic for a very long time. And just on a quick aside, I um, when I was with Project Veritas uh, some years ago, as the national field director, I ran a several operations for them across the country. And when we had undercover teams looking specifically into voter fraud, we always struck gold, even if it was a ruse. So we would go up to people and ask them, you know, hey, what's – not me, but the people. They would go up to people and say, hey, uh, can I vote with um, – as long as – without my ID or can I vote or they would give somebody else's name – each and every time they were about to get the ballot. Now, they wouldn't take the ballot because that, in effect, would be a federal crime. But the point was to illustrate on video that it was that easy to commit fraud. Not to mention down in Brownsville, uh, McAllen, Texas, down at the border. These guys, whoa, you want to talk about ripe for fraud. You're talking about packages of ballots, packages of mail-in ballots that would be tossed around like a free-for-all. Same in Colorado. And I'm not talking about last year or the year before. I'm talking about before Trump was even talking about running, I'm talking about 2014. So all that being said, yes, mail-in ballots invite a lot of impropriety. 
it leaves open a lot of space for bad things to happen. And, of course, like Attorney General Barr stated pretty uh, recently about a week ago, it eliminates the secret ballot aspect of the election. So that's something I think we want to keep in mind. Uh, Squeeze one more in before the break. Andy B. Andy B. in Staten Island. What's on your mind, brother? Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Hey, Mr. Valdez. How are you, sir? You got 40 seconds. Okay, I wanted, I wanted to ask you your opinion. Do you think we're, we have a, a landslide in the making, seeing that the polls are doing so well again from in Ohio, Pennsylvania? Yeah, well, Andy, that music means I got to go. But to answer your question, I hope we do have a landslide. I do believe that Trump is going to win. I think it's going to have a little bit of a legal challenge, and it may take till Christmas or New Year's to figure it all out. But I do think we're going to win. And I want to talk about what Biden said about the troops. So keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. Now it's story time with Richie V. All right, New York. Welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, a.k.a. Richie V, as nicknamed by the great one, Mark Levin. And our phone number, 1-800-848-9222. Now, this week's story time is a quick story. This week I was invited to speak at the Young Republicans' uh, rooftop soiree celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. And what the, the story that I want to bring out from that was how many young Hispanic or AKA in today's world, we call it brown. So many brown people that were gathered in the name of conservatism supporting the president, Donald Trump. And it was a really interesting story. And matter of fact, our WABC Goombadi Cheech, Curtis Lee, he joined me there. And I was really honored that he came out and so many others did to hear my talk about being a Hispanic conservative and celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. So, when Curtis is around, I want you to hit him up for the story and see how we did. But I want to get back to your calls because they matter. But before we do, I want you to hear a story that Joe Biden was telling the troops. Back in 2016, he visited Al Darfa Air Force Base. And man, let me tell you, whether you are joking around or not joking around, you don't say stuff like this. Check this out. I have incredibly good judges. One, I married Jill. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Clap for that, Mr. I'm going to pause that right there. So Vice President Biden's giving a speech, and, and if you heard it, I mean, it might have been a little fuzzy for you. But, you know, he says, oh, I have incredibly good judgment. Hey, I married Jill, and nobody says anything. It falls flat. So he goes, hey, clap for that, you stupid bastards. He's talking to a room filled with the United States military. If that weren't bad enough, listen to how he goes on. Man, you are a dull bunch. Now, on the video of that, which is on my social media, at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on Parlor, on Twitter, on any social media, you'll see that one of the soldiers that's standing in the background 
gives him the nastiest eye roll because he's like, bro, you just first you called us stupid bastards. Now you're telling us we're a dull bunch. Now, you may not have heard this audio. You may have heard it. Not sure. We played it late on Friday on the Mark Levin Show, which you can hear right here on Talk Radio 77 WBC, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And I would suspect that you're going to hear more of it as we come into the week. Now, quick aside. Just some breaking news from my colleague Lydia Serrani. It's at Lydia News on social media. Lydia just sent me some breaking news that the New York Times has obtained President Trump's tax returns. And you would think if it was that juicy, they would have led with a better headline than, hey, we just got Trump's taxes. And that's pretty much what they're leading with. So I'm pretty sure Lydia will get into that when she um, comes on the air right after this program. But I want to continue with your calls because I want to know your thoughts on everything we've discussed, including Biden calling the troops stupid bastards. Uh, let's go to Carlos in New Jersey. What's on your mind? Carlos, you're on with Rich Valdez. Hey, Richie. How are you doing? I'm doing great, brother. What's on your mind? Okay, very quickly, um, you know, I'm a very Trump supporter and et cetera, and I, and I know he's going to win, but like some doorman told me from the hotel, you know what? These Democrats should not be called Democrats anymore. They're nothing but filthy communist socialists. Mm. And Trump is going to prevent this country, you know, leading towards the destructions. But these people, um, you know, we see it happening, and um, that is the truth. You know, they're socialists, they're communism, and... Well, I think you bring but up I'm a good point. That Trump's going to win. Uh, thank you, brother. Carlito, we always appreciate your thoughts. And I agree. I think that Donald Trump right now is the person that is standing in the way of the radical fringe element of the Democrat Party overtaking their party in a massive way, something we haven't seen in our, at least in my lifetime. So I think it's critical that just for the sake of doing that, we do that. And a secondary point, somewhat related to what you were talking about. America had a chance to vote for somebody that would put a liberal justice, a progressive justice on the court, and they rejected that opportunity by not voting for Hillary Clinton. So to try to say that Trump should, in effect, be nominating a progressive to balance the court, it's beyond stupid. Uh, it really lacks depth because – that's literally what he campaigned on. He said, elect me and I will get you these judges. And he put a list out and he won. So for anybody to say that, you know, he should be more balanced in his approach, you've got to be kidding me. But anyway, let's move it to the next one. Let's go to um, Ryan, Ryan at Pearl River. You're on with Rich Valdez. All right, Rich. And talking about the polling, I mean, who even answers their phone anymore? I haven't answered my phone in like 10 years. And uh, I think the polling is totally off the mark. I also feel the voting by mail. Well, just to go into the polling, I think that you're 100% right with the polling, that they're calling people that clearly are not really likely voters. They're just not. So, of course, you're going to get the result you want. If you're like, hey, can you get me the Democrat list? Specifically the ones that love AOC. All out crazy. All out commie. Get me those. And we're going to ask them if they're going to vote for Trump. Of course they're going to say no. Está loco esta gente. That's what they do. They're just crazy. But let's keep it going. I want to go to Tim in Brooklyn. Tim, what's on your mind? Yeah, hello, Rich. Hey. All right. Today, Joe Tim, Biden, live radio. Joe, yeah, Joe Biden couldn't recite the Pledge of Allegiance. If I was Trump, I'd be on the up and up. 
no disrespect, and ask him on stage, Joe, recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point. Can't nobody he, come after him for that. I just, I I'm hoping he question. can get it right, and I think he will. And And just a point on that. I'm not one of these guys that's like, oh, my gosh, Joe Biden. Yeah, I call him Joe El Baboso Biden because he's slobbering his way through things. He's a real baboso for real. But I will say this. He is one of the finest debaters that I've seen. He knows how to pull a dirty trick. You know, I would suspect that when President Trump says we had one of the best economies before the COVID, that he is going to turn around and just (laughs) – come on, man. I got hairy legs. And he's just going to try and insult the president because that's how he rolls. Now, I know they're trying to train him to temper himself, to to tamp it down so that he doesn't act like Joe Biden and that he can be the more reserved and let Trump – blow his stack, and that Biden's the adult in the room. That's what they're trying to portray it as. But the reality is that's just not going to happen. I don't think that's going to be the case. But before we go to the break, I want to get to my buddy Jimmy in Brooklyn. Jimmy, what's on your mind, brother? Yeah, many years ago, a very popular Democrat said about elections, it's not how many votes you get, it's who counts the votes. So people know you could cheat. Now, that popular Democrat was a guy named Joseph Stalin, who is supported by the New York Times. In fact, they covered up his mass murder, as, as Mark Levin uh, you know, pointed Let out. Let me ask you, Jimmy, uh, was Mr. Stalin uh, part of the Democrat Party? Well, he had his friends and advisors uh, working, uh, excuse me, his friends and agents advising our president. He had his friends and agents, Stalin did, in every department of the U.S. government. They shaped policy. They shaped the economic policy, after war policy, and even some of the war policy. Betty Friedan and Bella Abzug, two well-known Democrats, Bella Abzug became a congresswoman in New York. They supported Stalin. In fact, Betty Friedan, they, these are the people who founded the National Organization for Women. Betty Friedan is on record as referring to Stalin as the father of the peoples. Now, and these are all so, your friends, right? Ex-girlfriends of yours, I presume? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, geez. That's, that's a horrible thought. That <laughs> threw me off the idea. So these people, the, the, this is why I call the, the so-called feminist movement, this is femaleninism. Mm-hmm. It was founded by two people who supported Stalin. In fact, they, they supported Stalin so much that when Hitler and Stalin were partners, Betty uh, Friedan and Bella Abzug used to picket us and the British consulate and embassy against us fighting Hitler or against us aiding Britain in their fight against Hitler. This is incredible. Yep. People don't know the history. For a long so, time. Look, one more point, if sure. I may. Not everybody in the Democrat Party is communist. Not everybody that helps communists is communist. Some people just don't know they're being used. I mean, for decades, conservatives were saying we defeated communism. That helped communists. So those those conservatives were not communists. They just didn't know. So we got to be careful about the useful idiots versus the enemy. We have to crush the Democrats and then help the Democrats get the communists out of their party. Excellent point, Jimmy. Thank you. As always, so um, well-versed in your history of communism. And I think the last point you made is really the most brilliant one. And that's the point that we – just because we're not communist sympathizers like AOC's communist sympathizing grandpa, Bernie Sanders, health care is a right – Denmark, right? He he is a true sympathizer of communism. He went on vacation in Russia, his honeymoon, all of that. This guy's the real deal. Just like um, Bill El Bobo de Blasio, another Bolshevik lover. These guys are unabashedly honest about helping the communists, about really 
embracing communist ideology. However, there are others out there that just do it unwittingly. They're just like, yeah, you know, it's if I can hate a conservative, no problem. I don't, I don't mind. And they don't realize that they, in fact, are the useful idiots. So I want to give the phone number out one more time, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. And when we come back, I'm going to play you a little bit of Trump. I'm going to talk about our debate special. I'm hosting a debate special here on Tuesday night, live right after the debate. We are going to be breaking down the highlights and lowlights of the debate. Highlights, of course, for Donald Trump, lowlights for Joel Baboso Biden. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. New York, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez with an S. Rich Valdez with an S. Our phone number is 800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. And 37 days till Election Day. Biden's insulting the troops. A lot going on. Morano at midnight. Lydia Serrani, right after me. Now, I want to go to this audio of Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Check this out. Tuesday is a big debate, the first debate between the two of them, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. You had earlier suggested that you didn't think Biden should debate. Do you still feel that way? I, I do. Not that I don't think he'll be excellent. I just think that the president has no fidelity to fact or truth. And actually, in his comments the last few days, no fidelity to the Constitution of the United States. He and his henchmen are a danger with their comments, are a danger to our democracy. So I don't want to give him, you know, why bother? You know, he doesn't tell the truth. He isn't committed to our Constitution. But, but Speaker Pelosi, Biden that's what right. people he say should. is the problem. Your language is, to some, is just as egregious as what they're saying by calling the president's people henchmen. Some could say that's just as insulting as what, no, what he's saying about you. No, well, I don't care what he says about me. Every knock from him is a boost for me. If he wants to help me raise money, he can keep knocking me. But I'm speaking truth. Our Constitution is at the mercy of people who have no allegiance to the Constitution of the United States. They have repeatedly demonstrated that. Now that the president has said what he has said, but it's even the Republicans the are public. coming out and saying there there will be a, trans, tra, a transition to power. Are you really worried about that? That there will be a peaceful transition to power? Well, I, let me say this: I'm hoping for the best. I'm prepared for the worst. Nancy Pelosi is really something else. I mean, she's a real piece of work. And that's why I let that play out as long as I did, because I wanted you to get the full context of it. She got Biden telling the troops that they're stupid bastards and that they're a dull bunch. His words, not mine. Then you've got Pelosi and the media, to their credit, calls her out and says, come on. You're saying they're henchmen. In the past, she's called the uh, federal officers that were responding to riots stormtroopers insulting so many people of, of the Jewish faith that lost ancestors during the Holocaust. I mean, this is just egregious to use the word they just used, but it's okay. And she says, oh, I don't care what he calls me because oh, I'm Nancy. I'm Nancy. I'm Pelosi. Now, we got to come up with a name for Nancy, but we don't need to do that now. So with all of this going on, how is it that they expect to win an election? I don't know, but you tell me, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Lenny in Essex County, New Jersey. Lenny, what's up? 
Uh, Nancy Bella Lugosi is what Mark Levin called her. That's an excellent comment. Thanks for your call. All right, let's go to Annie in the Bronx. Hi, Rich. So nice to talk to you again. Likewise. Was, What's on your mind? I was thinking that um, the Democrats have to contend now with the fact that President Trump, on top of having been very raw and very transparent, now he's got a certain kind of political sophistication that I don't think that they're prepared for. And also, that translates in his campaigns. Left and right, no matter what age group you are, we as human beings, we want the comfort of going back to normal. Yep. And his, I agree with you. Everybody that. wants normalcy, and we strive for that. It's so important for us to go back to a life that we are comfortable with, a life where we, we kind of trust life again. I think too many people now are looking at life saying, man, this is out of control. And one thing that you can – you know, love him or hate him, Trump has been remarkably consistent with saying we need to get back to normal. Kids need to get back to school. Businesses need to open. We need to stop hiding from COVID-19. So I think people know exactly where Trump stands, whether Nancy Pelosi says something bad about him, whether Joe Biden lies about him, whether the media is lying about him. We know what Trump is saying because one thing that he's great at is saying provocative things. And he's the... uh like the, a magnet for cameras. So he opens his mouth. They cover him. Even if they try to take him out of context, he gets his point across. And I think there isn't a person in this country, whether they love him or hate him, that are going to say, you know what? Trump doesn't want to open up the economy. I think he definitely wants to open up the economy. So let's go to uh, is Manolo in New Jersey. What's what's going on in your mind, brother? Hi, hi. Uh, you know, uh, Trump, is, we call him El Tramposo. And we call and why him do you call him that? That means the sneaky one. Tramposo. Only because he lies all the time. You know that, well, right? Give me one lie. Oh, okay. He said the pandemic was a hoax. He said it more than one time. And now, please. Well, it's oh, not the, the pandemic news. was a hoax. It was the response that from the Democrats and the media that was a hoax. So, Manolo, when you call here, you can't be mentiroso ni tramposo because that's what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to be sneaky and you're trying to be dishonest. And I'm not going to allow that. So thanks for your call. We appreciate hearing from you only when you have something honest to say. Otherwise, not interested. Now, I wanted to address my colleague here, uh, Kyle Hans. No, excuse me. Chris. Chris Hahn that was here earlier. A very entertaining show. And... Listen, I'm not going to blame anybody for taking shots up, right? Punching up is what you do in this game, right? I mean, this is why I take shots at Biden. I take shots at anybody I want, and that's that's the name of the game. However, I mean, to say he's mismatched or out of his league with the great one, Mark Levin, I'll let you decide. I think that one goes without saying. But I do think he's a heck of a guy, and I think he puts on a great show. So kudos to Chris – is it Hans? Hans. Hans or Han? Han. One, one end. Kudos to him. I did enjoy listening to his show today. And this is part of, um, you know, how this business works. And earlier, when I was talking about story time, uh, there was, <laughs> that's my bad for not loading up on Ritalin today. But the, the, the benchmark, right, was for me to talk about the punchline of the story. So I was, I took a day off from my duties as Mr. Call Screener in the Mark Levin Show. And I did this speech at a, uh, 
had a really cool penthouse apartment here in Manhattan with a bunch of Hispanic conservatives, and they were chanting Boricua for Trump. It was really cool, something you don't see every day. And that's on my social media if you want to take a look at it on Parlor. That's exclusive to Parlor at Rich Valdez with an S. But what was really cool about it was the real, the real bottom line of that story was that the next morning I wake up and my producer, Mr. Producer, he tells me, he says, hey, what do you know about this? And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And he shows me a, a tweet. And I'm looking at the tweet and I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand what's going on. And he's like, it, look at who retweeted it. And I was like, I don't know. What are you? I'm not the best tweeter. I'm not the best social media guy. Bottom line, I look at it and it says, Donald J. Trump retweeted my tweet that says, where's Hunter? And I look into it and lo and behold, Donaldus Magnus, El Trompito, the 45th president of the United States, El Presidente, decided to retweet my tweet. So kudos to you, President Trump. Thanks for the retweet. I am Rich Valdez, and I will be back with you guys next week. At Rich Valdez on Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.